0: Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family, and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson, and I'm your host, transformational coach, and mom Who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals, and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling, and full of joy? And today I've got some amazing news. You can now order your very own version of the Joy of Being book, supporting hardworking mums to stress less and live more. If you're the type of mum who is struggling with the burdens of motherhood or modern day life, then this will be a perfect book for you. If you're curious, you want to know more, and you want to see what's up with that book, you can do so at www.MarinaPearson.com slash order. So on today's show, I have the beautiful Michelle Atias. I met Michelle at a coaching training back in London four or five years ago now, and it was a wonderful experience. And uh, as all these things happen... Uh, we lost touch and then suddenly she got back in contact with me because she saw the podcast in U Magazine back last year. And I went on a frantic search to see if I could find one and in the end I managed to get one online. And it was a lovely surprise to be put in the same category as Russell Brand, as uh, Dr. Chatterjee, as Ruby Wax in the well-being section of the podcast entries. So thanks to her, uh, I found out that, yay, the podcast has been liked by a magazine and that has been featured there. Plus, I loved what she's up to in the world. And she's also an author um, and a writer for Thrive Global and has a unique coaching methodology which combines the most powerful aspects of coaching deep mindset work and life design drawn from spending over 20 years working in the psychology field she has also been featured in the Daily Express Sky TV, Gibraltar TV radio, media and speaks internationally at events and conferences she was also finalist in the Women Inspiring Women Awards and in 2017 was a best coach finalist at the Business Women Awards in the UK she coaches clients to become better decision makers and actually takers without the stress overwhelm anxiety and burnout leading them to create what they want in their professional life whilst becoming more fulfilled in their personal life the deep knowledge of coaching michelle is extremely personal and cares deeply about people combining these qualities with a no-nonsense approach to getting results i think that the uh, nominations and her experience and her inclusion in all of those magazines and papers and so forth speak for themselves but we also had a beautiful conversation about how it's possible to stop seeking and start living. One of my biggest takeaways from this podcast episode was the fact that when we do keep searching, when we do keep seeking, when we look to things outside of ourselves that we think we're gonna make us happy, then actually what happens is we stop living the life we were supposed to live, which is one of peace, love, gratitude, and wisdom. So if you are an eternal seeker like I used to be, and you keep looking outside, or you keep going to the next seminar or you keep going, yes, when I get there, then, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome, everybody. And on today's show, I have Michelle Atias. at Yes. <laughs> um i met michelle five and a bit years ago um we were just talking when it was the last time we met and um it was when leo was still a baby so he must have been six months old and they'd just come back from bali but we met on a training with jamie smart and we've been in touch ever since and so she was actually the one that pointed me to the podcast being in a new magazine Yes. alongside Russell Brand and uh, Dr. Chatterjee and uh, Ruby Wax. And I was like, oh, my God, it's in the top top ten of wellbeing podcasts. So I was just hugely tough. And, of course, thought, Michelle oh, Michelle's a brilliant person to interview because she's also an author. And we decided that today's topic choice was going to be the myth of purpose – and how we don't need to have this idea of purpose in order for us to be happy. So welcome, Michelle. So lovely to have you here today.
1: Thank you very much. It's so, I feel so honored to be here. And I have to say to Marina, that I was so excited when I was reading my magazine, relaxing reading my magazine on a weekend, and I saw your face pop up as a top 10 podcast. I, I, you know, I sent you a message, and I think we reconnected more then, but I was so proud of you, and, and well done for doing that. It's fantastic.
0: Well, I'm proud of me too. I have no idea how that happened, but it was amazing to be sort of, you know, it's, this is a massive labor of love and to be recognized for the hours put into this um, and that and that there are people out there that are really enjoying it and getting something out of it was just a massive, massive um well, it was just, it was just, re- I felt really grateful. So thank you for pointing me in that direction, Michelle. It's beautiful. So Michelle, I know that you wrote a book about seeking and stopping seeking. And I know that today's topic that we decided to focus on was purpose. I'd love, I'd love us to start with um, what's your take on purpose and how did that fit in with the book that you wrote?
1: Yeah. I mean, my take on purpose now wasn't my take on purpose a few years ago. So my take on purpose a few years ago was I have to find my purpose or else I'm not going to be okay. I have to keep running. And I I felt almost like a marathon runner because, you know, overcoming all those sort of hurdles I have to kind of jump over – so I'd, I'd, I'd run into something thinking, okay, this is where it's at. This is my purpose. And once I find it, I'm going to be okay. Actually, I would find it, well, I, I would get there and I was a few days down the line, I felt empty and I felt uh, it, it, that, that feeling of satisfaction had kind of, had kind of evaporated and it was constantly like that. And it was always about this big, fat, Purpose. <laughs> uh, it was big that purpose, and unless you find it, you almost can't be in the world. It's almost like that's your reason for being. And and so, Mark Manson wrote an amazing article. I don't know if anybody reads Mark Manson. I love his his blogs. He swears a lot, but other than that, he's fantastic. And he writes about who cares about your passion. And I remember reading it a few years ago, and it's so. It, it almost like. Hit me, you know. When you get this, like that, was one of the insights that it hit me, and I thought, actually, who cares? What if I don't have to have this huge, big fat purpose? What if I can just look at my purpose for today, just for now? Like, what, what what do I want to create right now? What's my purpose in this conversation? Like we talked about that earlier when we first had a conversation before we hit record. Is you know what? what I guess what's our purpose for today? It's 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 the same thing and I ask myself, you know, not only do I ask myself but I ask my clients as well. When we get on a call, what's your purpose for this session today? What do you want to get at the end of at the end of it in a very small way? Do you wanna be a better leader? Do you wanna be a better so these are tiny little purposes? You know, do I wanna do I wanna get something out of it that, that's important for me to get out of the session or that's where I define purpose, but this huge, fat purpose of uh, you know doing this gigantic thing that's going to change the world, I think adds a lot of overthinking to our day. It adds a lot of stress, and you know what you what we were talking about before, Marina, about this podcast and how we reconnected, and how um, I saw this podcast being fe- featured in a magazine. And you had no idea that it had been featured. Your purpose could have been to be featured in a magazine when I do the podcast, but it wasn't. What you said is it's a labor of love, and the labor of love organically created that rather than you pushing, rather than you pushing, it has to be, it has to be, it has to be. I have to have that, or else my podcast isn't going to be okay. So that's the difference, but it's I think for me, it's the energy by which we create always. And if that creation for that purpose is always that we're not going to be okay unless we have it, then we're tripping up before we even started.
0: Yeah, I remember feeling the same way. You know, um, what is my purpose? I can't be happy until I find my purpose. And I used to go on these webinars or these workshops um, to go and find my purpose, find your purpose workshop. Go and find your purpose workshop. They are like, oh my god, like I need to find my purpose. Without my purpose, I can't feel secure and happy. And I often see a lot of people in that dynamic of I don't know what my purpose is, and they feel very lost hmm. because there's somehow there's been this myth created in our industry which has says something around once you find your purpose. Then you'll be happy. Once you find your purpose, then life's okay. Once you find your purpose, uh, you'll never feel lost again, which Mm -hmm. is
1: total bullshit. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's only in this generation because when we look at the previous generations, my father, when he was building his businesses or working as a tailor, he wasn't thinking of his purpose. He just loved what he did and he just did it better and he just wanted to serve his clients and his customers. That 's where it was coming from, and to um to be able to earn a living for his family that that he had a very strong sense of family, so that that was a, there was a real connection to that, and that connection pulled him on so there was no ten point plan goal setting it, it it just was but you know in this generation, I think you know we we have added so much stress and so much overthinking to it you know, that it just, it, 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 you almost don't feel okay unless you're building the biggest thing possible or, you know, and you have people on social media declaring how much money they're making this month and how much they're creating. and It it, it, it just becomes bigger and better. And, and, and I can imagine for some people that nothing ever feels good. You know, it, it, how do you feel good enough? It's so difficult to measure up against others. Mm. so it's really about loving what you do but having clarity about what's important to me that to me feels more more connecting like my kids are important to me creating something that um, I can create a legacy for my kids for my um, for my clients there's certain things I really really care about and that's what I focus on and my purpose for each moment, for today, never past today, and and that's to me that becomes more manageable as well. And for me, I'm all all about you know making things more manageable and more effortless.
0: Because you wrote about this in your book, didn't you? Um, remind me of the title.
1: Look inside. Stop seeking. Stop living.
0: They <laughs> <Okay, laughs> anyway, um, And. The for you because you 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 mentioned earlier on that um, you were constantly seeking. I'd love you to talk more about that. What what was the impact of that for you?
1: It was just here is the thing. I I realized that the decisions that I was making out of coming because we always have to look at what where are we coming from. So when I'm coming from, it's okay to create and to have goals and to have things that we want to have in our life. But if the the place that we're coming from is a place of not feeling like enough, that seeking becomes very, very stressful. And that seeking becomes um, the I won't be happy until I have that. Mm. And so that seeking seemed to come If I can think of different feelings and and probably thoughts and and feelings that were the engine or the fuel that was driving that was a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety about it. Um, I felt almost like like my life was about to finish and I had to really get this uh, sorted and dusted as soon as possible. Um, I always felt in a rush and that affected my relationships. It affected the decisions that I made. I married and divorced twice. So it's not just once. (laughs) I did it twice. Um, And I really believe that was from a place of seeking, of anxiety, of, you know, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. Also, on the outskirts of that is this feeling of scarcity. There isn't enough to go around. Mm. I have to grab things quick. So rather than looking at life as abundant and having more than enough and trusting that life was going to take me where I needed to go, and I would know as time went on what what the right decision would be. I pushed life to one side. I, I pushed my inner sort of um, intuition, shall we say, to one side, and I just um, ploughed on. And what's been really, really different in that is is I always call about. I always call it. Plowing versus allowing. And how I was doing it, I was plowing ahead into life. Whereas with the living bit, so that was a seeking bit, with the living bit, I, I could almost like sit back. Like if I looked at the body language of that, the seeking would be like this. I would be, I would be, my body would be moving forward. And the allowing, I was like, I could sit back and enjoy life, take on some new hobbies. Have fun um, and allow what would come from that place. Allow, leave space for. And what was incredible for me, when I left space and I was terrified, it was the scariest thing I've ever done because I've never left space for anything because I never trusted that anything would fill it and it always had to be filled. When I left space for it, things started to come really effortlessly just people started to contact me whether it was clients or ex-clients or speaking opportunities or this or that it it was like everything I had plowed for years like suddenly I, I I sowed the fields and it's like all growing so I really these days I really pace myself and I really notice when I'm starting to plow again and then I have to stop and then I start to allow again. So I, it's a real dance. Mm. And I notice when it's happening because I start to feel overwhelmed. And then I take a step back and I allow a bit. So I trust life a bit. So it, it's, it's that, that was the impact. I'm, and, of course, in, in starting to live and in starting to allow, my relationships with my kids went off. The, I, I just, it was incredible how much closer our relationship became and how much more authentic as well. I'm interested in my family. I can listen much better to people than I used to because I have far less on my mind than I used to have. So it had a huge impact, huge.
0: Yeah. I I can really resonate with your journey because um, it's been very similar to mine. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, how can, how can there be mothers out there that are just mothers? like, because I was on a mission, right? I was on a mission to create something big, be a pioneer, um, you know, uh, change the world and let it be big and bold and have everybody talk about Marina. And And it's so funny because all of that's just fallen away. Mm. Um, and what's been left is a lot more space mm. and quiet and, while I still create it's not in this place of as you said scarcity or anxiety it's more from a place of um ooh, yes that that resonates and ooh, that that, that would be fun or like um to give you an example I've for the last two months I've been in a, in a lot of contraction yes and I'm only just coming out of it now and um There's been a lot of growth and there's also been a lot of emotional, it's been like emotional shitstorm. I haven't really had the intent or the wherewithal to create anything from that because there was really nothing to create from there. It was all fear and scarcity and and so just today I was pondering over you know, what would it be like if I could share my journey that I've been on for the last two months? And would that be a value to anybody and kind of see if there would be any kind of interest in being able to help mums or women in this particular situation? So there is a dance and, but it's never occurred to me over the last two months of I'm not living my purpose. Oh, I need to get back on track. It's never really been a, a, the thinking, but I remember it used to be that way. I'm off purpose. I'm off track. I'm not. Have you found that to be the same?
1: Absolutely. And that's what I mean. And the allowing, I think it was last year, um, I had a really, really difficult time. About, it. It was about a year and a half ago. Just family stuff was going on. My daughter had left home, go live with her boyfriend. It was it was it was a lot of personal stuff coming in, and I was trying to create in the midst of that. And then I woke up one morning and I thought, you know, Michelle, just allow your system to reboot. You know, the same way as I do with my eye. You know, with with. With my laptop, I have to allow it to to um, update its programs. I have to allow it to reboot. I also need it, and that and that's that's I cannot create right now. I couldn't. I can. I write weekly articles for different online platforms. I couldn't write. I couldn't. I just didn't feel like it. And I thought, well, I don't feel like it right now. And that's going to have to be okay. And I'm just going to have to let it go. But the thing is that years ago, I couldn't allow myself that moment. I couldn't. And that's just, I really resonate with what you're saying as a mom. I was my first child. I had my child and within three months I was back at work. Yeah. I was back at work. I couldn't be home. I, could, I struggled with my second child. I worked about a week um, just a week before my due date, I worked. Wow. So a week before I gave birth, I couldn't let go. And even as I was getting divorced when my daughter, you know, when my second child was three months old, I was still looking for new opportunities. I, I was not allowing myself to grieve, to to be with what was occurring, to allow for that to happen, to seep in. I was just plowing out there, plowing out there, and then making decisions from that place of scarcity, of fear. of And we're always running towards, you know, I, you know, I always have to ask myself often, am I running away from something or am I running towards something? Constantly running. I really resonate because I used to see some of my friends take a couple of years off work after being mums. I used to stare at them thinking, how can you do that? How can you have seven days of the week when you are not in creative mode or working or going somewhere or building some structure into your week? How on earth can you do that? But they did. And I never understood that. So it, it's I really resonate with it. I couldn't just be a mom. And there's nothing wrong with being a mom. But I just never could. Whereas what was at the moment, one of the things I love most is to be home. I finally have somewhere where I feel a lot of peace, and a lot of calm. And I don't have to run. And it sometimes troubles me because I think, that I was always running out. Why am I saying it? I just have no desire to. There's nothing to run to anymore. There really isn't. Hmm. Hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's a relief to know that you don't have to live up to this expectation that you've made up in your head about this made-up purpose that you have to live up to that you're not living up to or you're not working towards,
1: right? It's all made up. <laughs> it's all made up. Finding your purpose and, and your life only being of value, if you find a purpose, is all a complete lie. But yes, during the your day, could your day be... More magical if you create a little bit of purpose bits into it. Like I want to make a little bit more difference when I make when I speak to people, or I want to be a little bit more purposeful today in how I communicate with my kids. Those kind of little bits can uh, can make you connect better to life. Yes, Mm. there's a teensy, there's a little mini mini little purposes I would call it. Yeah, I
0: I really hear that. And um, it's interesting because when we, the sense I get is that when we think that our feelings of insecurity are coming from the fact that we don't have a purpose, mm-hmm. um, we're kind of looking in the wrong direction, aren't we?
1: Absolutely, and and I think what, one of the things that really changed for me, Marina, was um, when I when I got involved in the three principles, and and I was going through my second divorce at the time, and I literally was well, if you could pick me up off the floor, I was going through a pretty pretty difficult time. Um, I mean, the the first divorce was 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 pretty bad, but the second divorce almost finished me off. And I had two girls which were already teenagers. It was it was very hard and we lost everything. It was a terrible time. And I got involved in the three principles and I somehow felt calmer. I somehow I don't even know how I navigated that time. But I stopped running and I started to take walks through nature the leaves, the colors of the leaves almost were like magnetically green. I'd never seen anything like it before. It was like all the filters of thinking that I had were lifted. And I I couldn't believe how they were, you know, I felt so effortless and light at a, at a such a difficult, unbelievable time. Um, so part of me slowing down was that piece of of my my feelings are coming from my thinking and what if i didn't have to take them so seriously and i used to walk as if i power walked whereas i now where i then walked very very slowly my kids would say to mom for god's sake you know you're <laughs> you're 50 years old you're no longer than you know you're not older than that walk quicker I just didn't. I was just, because my whole mode shifted. I drove slower. I, just everything, just every part of me very organically slowed down. Once I knew there was no longer anywhere to run to, and especially with a purpose bit. The purpose bit didn't exist anymore. So why was I running? Who was I running to? Where was I running to? You know, I always said, Well I, I wanna get there, I wanna get there. Get where? Get where. There's
0: um there's a there's a quote behind me in, on my wall which says, It's all in the way you travel the journey. Mm. Um and it's not the destination, there's no there's no description of the destination. There's no, it's all in the way you get to your destination. Right. It doesn't say that it says mm. it's all in the way you travel the journey. And I, I think there's something really beautiful in that because there is nowhere to get to per se. Um, there's only this moment in time to enjoy there really is and i remember thinking that my purpose was this business or you know creating a really big thing in the world to make an impact and then realizing actually what if my only purpose is to just to enjoy my life yes um what if that's enough
1: Yes, and and the question is why has it not become enough? That's that's the thing. That's because it should really be enough, isn't it? We're born into this world, we live for a certain amount of years, and then we die. That's actually a reality of it. But we, but we are constantly this striving, 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 and it's it's exhausting. So it's funny that you 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 talk about living and enjoying your life. I am. I went to Three Principles Conference last year and I was looking for, you know, like when you go somewhere, you're looking for a nugget so that you can have this Hollywood insight and you're kind of looking. And by the end of the day, I kind of hadn't found it. And I just sat down to listen to Chip Chipman and and um, Jan. And I thought, okay, just before I go home, I'm just going to listen to them and... Um, Jan said that when she started with the principles, she wanted to go out there, do this big purpose, go and create this huge, big thing. And, and um, Sydney Barnes said to her, oh, no, no, no. Let's go live life. She said, what do you mean? I need to have something big. I need to go and do these big speaking events. <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. Go live life and enjoy it. That's all. And the rest of it will come. And I heard that from Jan, and I knew that was the insight that I needed. That was it. That was all that I needed to hear for the whole what did you? What did you hear? The, the, the hearing was, go live life. Not go do life. Go live it. Go enjoy it. Mm. And everything will come that needs to come. Rather than you making these huge, big missions, which is what Jan wanted to do and what I've often wanted to do and what you're saying you wanted to do. And that was what I needed to hear, go live it. So, you know, it's it's incredible how something as simple as living it, which we're already doing, becomes so hard. (laughs) Becomes so hard because we're already living it. We were born into life. We didn't ask to come in. Something along the way brought us into life. We, you know, we were birthed through. And once we reach a certain stage in our childhood, before then we're truly living it. We're having fun. We're unleashed. We're at the best of, we, of, of who we can be. And then there's a before and after moment that happens that suddenly changes everything. And we can no longer then just live. We have to then prove, be a good girl do certain things to make mom and dad happy or do it's a certain shift. um, that I'm working with a client at the moment who's got a couple of kids and and I've asked him to observe his kids because I want him to get really clear about this. One of his kids is quite little and she's totally unleashed and very cheeky and very funny and just says what's on her mind. And that hasn't hit her yet that moment, but his older child is already edited. And it's how we it's it's how we become. And i i just i just go back sometimes. I what I mean recently, I've been watching old home videos of myself, when I was like two or three or something. And it's it's something sometimes that we need to do is is who were we then? Because that's really our authentic self. Mm. You know, I, I see
0: Leo sometimes in the bathroom, and he'll pull down his pants and do his bum, <laughs> bum wiggle, bum- wiggle dance. <laughs> and, yeah. he'll put, and he'll put on this smile and this cheeky like look and go <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but just you wait till he can, you know, it, that's it because that's who we were. We were living life before thought came in. And started telling us, hey, that's not okay to do that. Hey, that's sort of a shameful thing to do. Hey, stop doing that. Try and please this one. Start to prove yourself by doing more. And then everything, everything changes. Mm. Mm.
0: So if somebody's listening in and going, okay, fine, I've been attempting to find my purpose for a while and it hasn't been working.
1: And what would you say to them? Stop looking for it. <laughs> let, it fi- let it find you. Let it find you. Mm. Let it find you. And here's, here's what I would say to them. A few years ago, I, um, after my second divorce, I decided to go to Marrakesh for a couple of days. I, I didn't know what I was doing next. I was up in the mountains, in the Atlas Mountains, and I was looking at this beautiful view. And I suddenly had this insight. And the insight was, I want you to start writing. I want you to start publishing your articles. I'd been writing my whole life, but I'd never published anything because I was too embarrassed to. When I go back to London, I started to publish and publish and publish different blogs and writing soon I was uh, people were asking me to publish different things with them. I didn't even know I was a writer I didn't even know I could write properly I didn't even know people would be even interested to hear what, to read what I had to say so I love writing now in fact whenever I'm stressed I write a blog I write something I publish it I and so it found me and I just got better at it and got better at it and I would love to be a writer more full time than I do now but I, I wasn't looking for it. Mm. So, so look at, you know, at the moment, what were the things as a child that you loved to do? What are the things that make, I mean, I can write for hours and time just passes, I don't even care. What are the things that you love to do? What are the things that, you know, that, that time passes and you, you, you don't even notice it passing because it, you're just so in flow. What are those things? Play with it. Purpose doesn't have to be serious. Finding it doesn't have to be serious. Play with a few different things. Play with a a few different things. I recently took a writing comedy class. I just thought, well, I'm going to try that. Then I took a a wall climbing class, which I'm really enjoying doing. I'm going to play. I'm going to try that. I do my dance classes. I do lots of different things. Play with different things that you really enjoy doing already. And then see where that takes you. And take purpose off the table. Take it off the table. And before you know it, you know. I think Viktor Frankl said, before you know it, it'll, it'll be like a butterfly that has gone on your shoulder and it's kind of there. But you didn't even notice going on your shoulder and, and it's just there. So allow.
0: It's really interesting actually because, um, you know, I look back and I remember having to have extra writing classes at school because I would be presented with a blank page and and would just be terrified. and this whole sort of idea of writing a book and everything else, I mean, back at the day, like when I was 15, 16, I'd be like, well, no, that's not me at all. And um, now I've written three books, and it's just so fascinating to me because it was never a question of, well, I'm going to go out and I'm gonna, I'm going to be an author. That's what I'm up to in the world. I'm going to mm-hmm. be, that's my purpose. It just sort of happened. It was never really something that I looked to do it was more like oh and it was the same with this podcast Um, I was talking to somebody about two years ago and we were having a conversation about whether I love to go on stage just to speak or whether I prefer facilitation Mm -hmm. and it was definitely facilitation I love to facilitate conversation
1: Mm -hmm
0: and suddenly it was very clear to me that facilitation conversation could come in the form of a podcast mm-hmm. and it was never really my intention or my purpose to have a podcast mm-hmm. so it, it kind of came as a as a byproduct of something that was resonating for me at the time mm-hmm. was was something that I thought I would love to do. Yes. Um, and it may well be in a couple of months time that I just decide this, this, this is over for now. Like, I feel like I want to do something else or, but there isn't this sort of thing of like the pressure of to say, this is my life's purpose. I'm a podcast owner. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> then there is the sense like, I can't give this up at any point.
1: Yes, it becomes your own identity, your worth is measured by it, and you want to take all of that off the table, and that's why I'm saying mm. play with it, have fun with it, try different things, see what kind of – so you've done the podcast thing, it will, you know, you never imagined it would be featured in a magazine. It's just something that you enjoyed. Um, you know, Writing for me is something that I love. Public speaking is something that I love. Um, coaching is something that I love. I don't do – Anything that I don't enjoy mm-hmm. ever. I always fill myself with things that bring me joy, that bring me fun, that bring that that allow for me to play this game of okay, let me try this. I'm gonna try that, and I'm gonna try that. And then sometimes I'll think, oh, I'd like to do more of that. Actually, I really enjoyed that. That was so that's where it goes. So I would say to anybody looking for the, podca- uh, for the, for the podcast for the for the podcast or the purpose, is it's just an illusion it's like you're in a desert and you see these these um, you know this food floating around these mirages <laughs> it's just a mirage you're in the desert and what you need to do is you need to just keep walking and you'll you'll start to you'll start to play with different things try different things but take the purpose off the table take the purpose off the table and just live, have fun, and enjoy your life. And within that, there'll be things that you want to create. There'll be things that you might want to achieve, but let it be from a place of knowing that you have everything you need already within. Mm. And now it might be fun to want to go for something different because it's kind of a fun thing to do. But that's a very different engine
0: yeah like today, um this idea of wanting to create um a course around falling uh, around and uh, around love and not you know and what that might look like and there's a whole bunch of audios that I've sent to one of my coaches we were talking about it today and she's like, well, you could use those. And I'm like, oh my God, but that was like when I was in a right mess. And she's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, actually, that's a really cool idea to share those real life moments and to then talk about them in that context, something that I've never done before. Um, And so there's always newness that can come from something that you've done before and and you can express it in a different way
1: exactly but it's it's always from a place of exploration right one of the things that I loved when I did um I went to Steve Chandler's uh coaching prosperity school oh you did Uh, yeah I did Uh, one of the best things I ever did to be honest and one of the things he talks about is us you know, like when you go to a science lab, you have these scientists with white coats um, and they're looking at different um, potions. You know, they're, they're looking at, well, they're going to mix this solution with that solution, see what comes up. He said, you know, just put your white coat on, your scientist's white coat on during the day and experiment, test, just test, keep testing different things. Because, you know, the scientist isn't taking something so seriously. They're just testing different solutions mm-hmm. to see what's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. So put the white coat on and just test and try different things from a place of fun.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a chapter in my book called The Joy of Exploration. And I remember having this massive insight as I was watching Leo, who must have been about two years old, you know, exploring and like getting a, a pee and uh, one of those spades, you know, from the beach and attempting to pick the pea up with the spade and, and put it into like a um, a bucket. And me going, no, but you can do this so much easier with a smaller one. And I was like, actually, oh, he's not interested in the outcome. He's just interested in what will happen if. Yes. Like there's, there's, there's what will happen if I did this? What would happen if I did that? Oh, you know, and, and rather than it being, if I do this than this.
1: Mm. And I love that you said that because you brought up something very, very key for me, which is how I live my life is outcome versus growth. Mm. When we're focusing on outcome. Um, and I do this not only in my professional life, but in my personal life, even when I date, when I focus on outcome, it becomes very personalized. I become very stressed about it and it becomes about failure or success and the measure of my worth. The minute I look at growth, I always can ask myself, what can I learn from what's occurring? What is this teaching me about how I'm showing up in the world? What is this teaching me about life? What does te- you know, it teach me about where I want to go next? It's constantly bringing up other type of questions and you take outcome off the table. So it, to me, it's been such a different journey to do that, to shift from outcome to growth. Um, That's
0: beautiful because it's almost the same thing that we were talking about earlier on, that there is no destination to get to. It's just the journey that you're on. And what came to mind as you were talking was this idea that I don't see any plants or any trees or any um, anything in nature going, oh, I've, got I've got to find my purpose. I've got to find my purpose. I've got to find my purpose. Without my purpose, I'm nothing. Um, just plants and things just do what they do. Uh, and 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 they just are, and so there is this sense that we are that same energy that that is uh, created that we, you know that is the same energy as everything else
1: yes, and that's why I spend so much time in nature. I try um when I wake up in the morning, I go outside I listen to the birds, I watch the trees. I take my dog for a walk. Nature is really, really important for me. It's what calms me down. It is what allows me to breathe. Um, So uh, there's certain things that I know. um, And I think for anybody who's listening, you know, pick out those things that really replenish you, that really feed your soul and make sure that you you are around that, whether it's good friends, whether it's um, nature, swimming, um, anything that, kind of really connects to your soul really really important to me because nature when i watch it and i observe it i as you say um it does what it needs to do and if we only would leave it all alone we would be able to do the same and sometimes we can leave it alone and sometimes we can't so we we flit in and out that's why to me i I see it very much i have to pace myself after all these years um, you know, having been a therapist, having been a coach, I don't believe there's anyone in the world alive. I don't care how self developed they are that doesn't have these moments of coming in and out of it. But the good thing is, I now know when I'm coming into it and when I'm coming out of it. That's the only difference, but I still come in and out of it. What's the it? Uh, the stress, the overwhelm, the overthinking, anxiety. I'm feeling it straight away. I think, oh, okay, Michelle. You're now, you're now at the victim of something that you're telling yourself you need to do. So I take myself off social media for a bit. Um, I might even have a couple of, uh, like a, a few hours of, of telephone detox. So I, I don't, I switch off my mobile phone. I call my kids and I say, I'm going to switch it off for a few hours. Um, go take myself to nature. The so first thing I do, I understand that. And then I pop back in again. And then I can breathe again. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's you come in and out of it. And 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 the in is, for me personally, those are the things that, that suddenly make me feel overwhelmed and I can't think properly and everything becomes too much. So for someone else listening, it might be something else. Mm-hmm. But be more conscious of when you're popping in and when you're popping out. That's, it's not that you can stop it, but you're just being conscious. And rather than resisting it, because whatever you resist persists, Rather than telling it, go away, go away. Just know that it's coming. Welcome it like some neighbor that you can't stand. <laughs> know that it's coming and just take us off somewhere or just, just be with it. And then it will pop back in again. Wonderful. Thank you so much,
0: Michelle. Um, I'm mindful of the time and I um, was wondering, you know, if somebody is listening to this and they want to contact you, how can they do that?
1: So they can go on my website, michelleatiascoaching.com or that's Michelle with one L-E, or they can send me an email. um, That's michelleatiascoaching at gmail.com and for sure, Anybody's listening would like to contact me, would like to find out more, then um, it'd be great to hear from you. And I'll send you a link uh, for the book, Marina, in case anybody wants to take a look at the link or also the link to my uh, website as well. That make, it might make it
0: easier. Well, yeah, that will be in the show notes, anyway. Yeah,
1: so. exactly.
0: So, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you on today. And for those of you listening, I hope now that you know that if you don't have a purpose when you wake up in the morning, it's okay. You don't need to look for it. It's not under the bed. It's not under the pillow. It's uh, not even under your shoe. Um, <clears throat> it's where you're at in that moment and it's inside. So, until the next time, bye bye for now. Lovely
1: speaking to you, Marina. Take care.
0: Bye bye for now. And there we have it, another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. And if you'd like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about The Joy of Being Retreat, an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina marinapearson.com with Joy of Being Retreat in the title. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? So until next week's episode, Remember, you are the joy you seek.